Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. He's a gorilla of destiny. A bullet club OG. Continuing on the legacy of the most feared name in all of wrestling. From Tonga to Japan to America, you are now entering Tamas Island with your host, the babyface heel, Tamatonga. All right, guys, welcome to another episode here on Tamas Island Podcast. I'm your host, Tamatonga, my man, my co-host, Ross. Motherfucking Berman, the vulture, the culture vulture. <laughs> Ross, man, shit, everybody. A lot of shit has been dropping. It's been on fire since last Friday, last week, last weekend. Wait, whatever you dove into wrestling, there was shit happening. We got freaking returns left and right. Everybody in the mayor is coming back. We got fucking people crying and shit. We got we got young, young lions coming in out the gate on fire. Uh, shit, man. We got NXT. I don't know what the fuck's going on with them. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even sure they know what's going on with NXT, <laughs> if I'm being completely honest. Damn, <laughs> man. They got shit so tight, man. Secrets so tight, they're tighter than the Russians, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> hey, we got to dive deep. Ross, man, We go. I've been seeing you popping off on Twitter, mm. man, and I want to hear this shit. I want you to bring that energy that you got on Twitter onto the island right now. Here oh, on Twitch, buddy. I've got my Red Bull. I've got my. I got my Smart Water. I am ready to rant because, like this, I can't compare it to the Hindenburg because the Hindenburg was very quick. It went up in smoke very quickly. But whatever, <laughs> for pardon my French, whatever the fuck is happening in WWE right now, it's like watching the Titanic like just graze across the iceberg, and you know that you know that water's about to come in, but everyone's still kind of like, oh, we don't need the lifeboats yet. We're fine. We can keep. <laughs> Keep listening to the band. We can keep making some changes. We got a guy a new helmet. Everything's fine. We're going great. Uh, it it really feels like a, a a dark a dark day in WWE. If you're a pro wrestling fan, if you are a sports entertainment fan who has like been waiting for WWE to cast off the shackles of the legacy of pro wrestling, this was the weekend for you because Nick Khan basically came out with in a, in an interview and said, "Look." We're not really looking for the indie wrestlers anymore. We're not looking for the pro wrestlers. We're looking for athletes that we can train right from the start. And so Ooh. it sounds like it's not, and he also, it's, it's, I think a better encapsulation of Vince McMahon saying that they don't see AEW as competition. This is essentially Nick Khan saying, you know what? If you're a pro wrestler or an indie wrestler or someone who, who likes that part, that side of, of wrestling, AEW's for you, Ring of Honor's for you, MLW's for you, New Japan's for you. We're going to keep taking your Gable Stevens. We're going to keep taking your your Logan Pauls. We're going to keep mm. taking we're going to keep taking the brands that may want to learn how to wrestle but are already established brands or established athletes. 
uh, and yeah. really go and be the most WWE that they can be. Because, I mean, let's let's talk about some of the guys that they brought in as just straight athletes to become wrestlers. Brock Lesnar was one who they just brought in. Uh-huh. The Rock did not have a lot of plans for pro wrestling before oh, Pat no. Patterson started. Yes, he was from the pro wrestling business, but he was he wanted to be a football player. He was playing He's in the athlete. CFL. Yeah, like he you got Shelton Benjamin. You Shelton I mean, Benjamin. They, yeah, you you had. I mean, they did pick up. There's athletes in there. Yep. There's a lot. There's a lot of athletes in there that mm-hmm. transitioned very well and and made a very successful career out of out of uh, WWE. Mm-hmm. But but. I, I mean, there's a big but, right? There's who 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 have they had? They brought in from the indies that's like mm-hmm. really taking the, the ship further and 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 higher. I mean, has there has there been one? Can we- oh yeah, no, they've, they've brought in people from the indies that have have definitely made WWE uh, a mm-hmm. thing. I mean, let, uh, let's take the most obvious example. Stunning Steve Austin was brought in. A, a pro wrestler's pro wrestler was brought into WWE, turned into Stone uh-huh. Cold Steve Austin, became a marketing phenomenon. Uh, the other other examples we can use of this, CM Punk. CM Punk is a good example of someone they brought in from the independent wrestling world. He was able to make such a splash with stuff like the pipe bomb that you start seeing stuff like mm-hmm. uh, like the Ringer and ESPN and, and Sports Illustrated start to really cover pro wrestling again. Uh, and and also, one of your buddies, AJ Styles, is another one. Who's a, he was a pro Styles, wrestler they right. brought in. And now, could you imagine WWE without AJ Styles? He's like, he's one of their boys. He's one of the greats, man. Yeah. He's, he's a Hall of Famer already, man. Legend already in, in his own right, man. I, ooh, you're right, man. But but we've talked about this on the island, and I, I see she's here on the, on the Twitch chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kanisha here mentioned Seth Rollins, of course. Yep. And, but she uh, she made a good point uh, on, on Thomas Island a couple week, uh, weekends ago. Mm-hmm. The direction that WWE is trying to head, they're moving towards a – like a star, like a movie star kind of uh, yep. uh, face, you know? And and she brought up a, a point there with uh, Matt, uh, your boy, my boy, that's my my, my main man, uh, mm-hmm. Roman Reigns, with yep. the with them new teeth, man. I, I didn't think you needed new teeth, but you <laughs> went and got them new teeth. And that shit pearly whites, bro. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but then now you got people clowning on you. But I'm, I'm just saying, he, he, I, he didn't need it. He's a handsome dude, no. good-looking dude, and and... They're really heading that movie star, well, the Hollywood, right? All right. And, and to be fair, Roman Reigns has always kind of had that. He's he's always done some various movie star Hollywood trickery. I mean, like in the in his first reign when they were really trying to make Roman Reigns someone, he was wearing blue contacts for a while, mm. uh, which was just you know it's it's not it's not the most obvious thing you would do to someone, but it's just these little subtle things that you see in Hollywood all the time. But yeah, it definitely feels like. It feels like there, it's been a big schism in wrestling this weekend because mm. WWE had a huge weekend with SummerSlam. And like I said, that Nick Khan interview really kind of pointed them in a direction away from pro wrestling. And mm. then over on AEW Rampage on Friday night at the United Center in front of a sold out. So I, I don't have the exact number in front of me, but the United Center was sold out. Uh, CM Punk mm. made his long awaited return to wrestling after seven years Mm-hmm. No, no bait and switch. No, oh, we're going to play the music and then MJF comes out. No, no, nothing to complicate it. They opened the show. They played his music. He came out, said about 20 minutes of thank yous to the crowd and then gave everyone free ice cream. I, it's so simple. You can't so get any easy. more baby face than that, man. Right? Free and ice this, cream. 
And this is, this is what I said when it happened. This is why CM Punk is a genius. Because even if you're someone who just started watching AEW this year <laughs> and had no idea who the hell CM Punk is, you don't know about the, uh, the, the pipe bomb, you don't know about any of the summer of punks, you do know about free ice cream. If he's the guy who gave you free ice cream, being being CM Punk doesn't matter. Like it really, he really does find that way to to hook the people that love him for who he is, and and bring in some other people who are just sort of like, hey, everyone seems to like you. Why do they like you? Here's some ice cream. Oh man, and I hear here I was dogging him last week, and I'm like, man, nah, he fell off, bro. He got exposed. UFC, he done did fell off the train. I I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm nope, nope, nope. My man came out. He got the biggest ovation. He, I mean, holy shit, the welcoming he got. It was all mm. over social media. It, it just, all weekend, I felt like people were just talking about him. And then he topped it off with ice cream. <laughs> yep. You genius son of a bitch, you. I it's, like that. It's, it was really brilliant. And if, if we're going to really talk about how smart he was with that promo, it wasn't just the ice cream. He also did stuff like the first words out of his mouth in a pro wrestling ring for seven years where you know how to make a guy feel like Britt Baker in Pittsburgh. So the first thing that CM Punk does when he comes back from hiatus is say, hey, you know who's hot shit right now? Britt Baker. That is how you get, that is how you take some of that popularity that Punk has. Some of that, let's use that old term, take some of that heat and give it to one of your current stars. And then he wasn't mm-hmm. done, because after he said his thank yous, after he did the promo, he went, hey, Darby Allen." I'm just going to call you out. None, none of this, hey, you have to attack me. None of this, oh, you you spilled my drink and so now I'm mad at you or there's no super. It's just literally, I want to fight you. I've seen you fight and now I would like a turn at that. And it just, it feels, it feels big. It feels special. And it, it the, and the most important part, it's not complicated. It's easy. It's not hard. Straightforward, uh, man. There was yeah. no like, nobody came in to hijack at the end. No like no. bullshit. Nah, it was. 20 minutes, he soaked it all up and he spread that love all, all around the, the, you know. And speaking of Darby Allen, damn, can you, I mean, shit, can you get any more love than Darby Allen right now? We got Sting by his corner. He's, I mean, like, he's on. They got the Rockets behind him, huh? The man is having a very good year. He's got Sting behind him. He seems to be a regular tag team partner of John Moxley and Eddie Kingston, who are both extremely popular. Uh, and now, now he's got CM Punk putting his name in his mouth. And so it very much seems like Darby Allen has big things ahead of him. I'm curious to see what happens on September 5th at All Out when when Punk and, and Allen fight. It's entirely possible. It's entirely possible Darby beats Punk. Like we do. I. This is the thing about CM Punk. He's not going to necessarily get yes he'll give you free ice cream but he's not going to give you everything you expect we don't we don't know if he's going to go on a victory run or if he's never going to win another match for the rest of his life like he's he's oh and oh right now and he cut a good promo but that's just a promo and so we still haven't seen him in the ring we still haven't seen hell we still haven't even seen him him fight because after he said the promo he literally just got out of the ring and let the rest of the show play they had three more matches they had uh, a, a whole lot of other stuff they had to do that wasn't cm punk related and at no point did cm punk come in there and put his foot on the neck of whatever their plans are for the rest of the roster it was really just really reserved really well done and the b the friday night b show for aew did over 1 million viewers 1.12 something like that. it was the highest number they've done since their premiere they got uh, 0.5 in the demo which i'm told means is is good i don't i'm i don't i still don't know what i'm looking <laughs> a lot of the ratings i still don't know what i'm looking at but i'm told it's very good um and so when you have all of this hype around what was essentially you know one one promo with three very simple matches after it that is 
that is a a complete shift in the way we're supposed to think about wrestling. Because ever since the Monday Night Wars, it's always been like, oh, you got to give your big ass matches like Goldberg and Hogan has to happen on Nitro, WWE title matches, all this kind of stuff. We've, we've, we've been built up to believe that TV has to be a pay-per-view every week. And here they are just giving us a moment being rewarded in the ratings. And I got to believe they're going to they're going to take those lessons. Touche AEW, way to, way to play that Friday night, man. Damn, I, I wasn't expecting you guys to make this kind of run, especially with the second show on a Friday night with an hour. I, and mm. I was in perfect, too. I, that yep. was real perfect for them. I, props, AEW. Yep. I'll, I'll give you props. I'm going to take that back later, though. Let's go. <laughs> no, yeah, of course. And, and hey, we'll, we'll get into that because uh, Nick Khan's comments does have some, some implications. But uh, it wasn't just AEW this week, because this is the big deal about this AEWB show, is it was the Friday night show that's supposed to be like their secondary program, and it still has about as much buzz come this Tuesday that we're, we're recording this as SummerSlam, mm. NXT TakeOver, and Raw all in a row from mm. Las Vegas. And it wasn't like WWE, you know pulled back on the reins, no pun intended, and, and, and did some reserve shows. WWE had the biggest SummerSlam they've had since at least the Wembley Stadium. And even then, it sounds like they, they beat that one. It was the, the oh, most... Oh, no, man. When, when WWE tweeting that shit, I, I don't know. I don't believe that shit. I'm like, come it's, on, man. It, it, it was, what's, what's, what's that thing when you win? A, when whoever wins the war is, is, is the rule, is the one that writes the history? The, the winners get to write the history, and WWE did, did invent how you're supposed to report uh, wrestling attendance. Because like when WWE reports their attendance, there there's, there's the real number, and then there's the WWE number that includes like everyone that they brought into that like build it like every employee of the wwe every employee of the building every like they <laughs> all the cooks or the <laughs> nah. but just but kidding. the important thing is the inflated wwe number for allegiant was bigger than the inflated wwe number for wembley so you know it's not like it's they are still competing against their own uh fugazi here um but but no it was it was a big summer slam and they they brought back some heavy, heavy-duty names to compete with what AEW is doing right now. They brought back Becky Lynch, one of the most popular babyface uh, performers in WWE, bar none, outside of um, maybe maybe The Fiend when he was there, but I don't even know if The Fiend was babyface. And then they brought back Brock freaking Lesnar to, uh, to kind of juice up Friday Night SmackDown and it still doesn't seem to have the the impact that Punk did. And I, I got to believe part of that is the way that they used these these people, the way that they brought these people back. Because Becky didn't just return. Becky Lynch showed up to SummerSlam as a replacement for Sasha Banks, who where she is, we're still trying, kind of trying to figure out what's going on there. I've heard every... NXT. It just appeared with NXT right now. Yeah, no, I was, I've heard I've heard every rumor about Sasha Banks that you could you could think of, but either way, she wasn't there. Carmella was almost the replacement. Becky Lynch beat up Carmella, pinned hot hot superstar. I mean, full blown WrestleMania main eventer was featured at the Rolling Loud Festival. Has been one of the pillars of the women's division since at least April. Bianca Belair gets beat in under thirty seconds. By a move that uh, Becky Lynch was not doing as a finisher before she <laughs> left the W. This was a, a debut for a finisher. <laughs> mm. um, 
And it mm. just le- it seemed to leave a really sour taste in everyone's mouth. Now there's reports that not only is Becky Lynch back and has beaten Bianca Belair, but they're gonna she's gonna be the heel in this uh, uh, feud. And so apparently they've brought back the hottest baby face just to make sure everyone boos her. Uh, Bianca Belair did not look great in the match. I mean, she really she was like when she saw it was Becky Lynch, she got excited as if to suggest that Becky Lynch is easier than Carmella. Uh, like she she really came off like Thomas Island listeners as guys. So much of our identity is wrapped up in our hair from how it feels after getting a fresh cut to the way it's perfectly styled before we go out. And then we get into our 20s and our 30s. and We start to notice those first signs of hair loss. Oh, it definitely starts to feel like panic time. Because let's face it, no guy ever really wants to go bald. But thankfully, there's now an easy way to keep your hair with Keeps. Did you know that two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 35? The only way to really prevent hair loss is to do something about it while you still have hair left. And Keeps makes it very easy. You don't have to go to your doctor's office for hair loss prescriptions. Now, all you have to do is visit a doctor online, get your hair loss medication delivered right to your home, and start now. That's right. They make it easy, and they deliver your medication every three months so you can say goodbye to hanging out in the pharmacy checkout lines and all those awkward doctor visits. And also, they have the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. You may have tried them before, but you've never tried them for this price. Again, you have to start while you still have hair left to save, and treatments can typically take between four to six months, so it's important to act fast. And if you want that first month free, go to Keeps.com backslash Tama. That's right, Keeps.com backslash Tama for your first month free. Head on over to Keeps.com and keep the hair you have while you still have it. I, I hate to put it this she came off like an idiot like she came off like someone was like yeah i'm gonna shake i'm gonna shake your hand i'm so excited to face you becky lynch this is gonna be great becky lynch smacked the taste out of her mouth and pinned her in under 30 seconds i mean what how do you do that to a, a wrestlemania main eventer Ooh, like, that's that's cold blooded, man. That's that's cold as ice. How you going? Oh, especially the way they've been pushing Bianca Bella, man. My yeah. gosh. I mean, then hey, I'm with you, Ross. How you gonna come in? How you gonna bring in Becky Lynch? Huge, huge baby face. Turn her heel. I, if they wanted to make noise, I don't know if that was it, man. Because I didn't hear that much noise uh, after. I, I still heard I, nope. about CM Punk. And not only did they kill the buzz, they killed the crowd. I mean, if you watch the four hour something SummerSlam that was this past uh, this past Saturday, about an hour and a half in is when the Becky Lynch Bianca Belair match happens. The crowd goes, I mean, silent for it. There are some boos, but it's really just more of that. We don't even want to engage with this kind of silence. And it just sticks like that for the next two and a half hours through every match that they have. Edge and Seth Rollins do a pretty good job of trying to get the crowd back. Roman Reigns and John Cena do a decent job of trying to get the crowd back, but everyone's just restless and mad and angry. And it just, it really was a, it was a bizarre SummerSlam. And I'm, and even before you had Becky Lynch ruining the, the, the party for everyone, you had stuff like Eva Marie slapping around a, a stuffed doll 
and then losing the match and having her and, and then crying over the fact that her her former manager stole her robe. Like there was it was just so juvenile and not in the way that like WWE like because usually WWE is like one of those cartoons where you're like, I know this is for kids, but I'm having a good time. And this was like, I don't even want my kids watching this. This is just dumb and boring. Uh, it really no, it, like I I don't know it's what cold, else. To, Ross. That's what else cold, to, man. But, Damn, it's like they, that. They, they <laughs> killed. They killed the SummerSlam crowd with the Becky Lynch stuff, and then you add in that the where we're heading t- after this, because now we've brought back Brock Lesnar. So Brock mm-hmm. Lesnar is going to face Roman Reigns for the umpteenth time. I mean. If you go back to 2018 at the number of matches that Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar had, there is not even the good ones, even Uh the ones, even the ones I like WrestleMania 34 is a fun ass match. If you watch it in a vacuum, even the good ones, the crowd hated, even the good ones, the crowd were like, you can't wrestle. This is terrible. Please stop giving this to us. Like it, there is no, there is nothing that should suggest that Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns will be anywhere near as as good as it was back then. It will only be a, a rehash, except now Lesnar's got a ponytail. And so it just it just feels like they're making all of these big moves for for nothing. I mean, it, this is a company where they they have Bobby Lashley choking out Gil Goldberg's sophomore in high school son, and the crowd's going, yeah, kill the kid, kill I the like kid. I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it too, but I can promise you that was not the reaction they were going for. <laughs> especially, especially when the, you then have the crowd like cheering Lashley and Bill Goldberg just there being like, I'm going to kill you. You hurt my kid, and everyone liked it. Hey, you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Don't worry, Dad. I'm okay. And, like, it was really, the whole the whole show was just, abysmal and this is SummerSlam. this was supposed to be the big welcome back they should not be up against the they should not be up against the ropes after the b show of their competition the friday night b show of their competition that was main evented by a a guy that doesn't even have a contract and now over in wwe they can't they can't compete with the buzz they can't they can't grasp it and now you've got this yeah and now you've got this tony Mm. khan interview essentially saying you know what we're done with pro wrestling. We don't want the indie wrestlers. They can go, you know, work for other places. We just, we want to become whatever, whatever this is that they presented this weekend, but the bigger. Hollywood, the, the yeah. Hollywood of, 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 of wrestling where, you know, they're, they're not doing wrestling. It's, it's yep. just, just entertainment. They're going to go into acting and, and we're going to go from there. That's, I mean, I, I saw they had Logan Paul on the other day. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's grabbing quite more heat than uh, <laughs> dude. The the two biggest heels in WWE right now are Logan Paul and Kyle O'Reilly. Because Kyle <laughs> O'Reilly, the minute he beat uh, Adam Cole at this, I know we're kind of jumping all over the place. We will we will coalesce this in a minute, but there's a lot to talk about. When when Kyle O'Reilly beat Adam Cole at NXT Takeover 36, and and we should mention the way TV has presented Kyle O'Reilly, he is the plucky underdog fighting against his narcissistic, egomaniacal friend to finally be able to stand on his own. And the minute the minute he wins, people start booing and yelling bullshit at him like he's Logan Paul. Like this is. This is gonna be a this is gonna be a weird weird time for WWE uh, if they're if they're gonna be going down this route. I yeah, I don't know. Of your boy Adam Cole, man, you made some predictions last time. Uh, you were kind of like you know you were scat, like mm-hmm. touching on it, but you weren't going deep. But I saw on Twitter you were in. You were dead on, man. Uh, not yet. We're we're gonna not find yet. out. We're gonna find out. But it seems like we're we're 
uh, NXT here is about to lose a, a talent. Mm-hmm. Now, you know more about it than I. I've only been reading stuff, yep. you know, all, no, all, all it, over the place. And and it seems like whether he re-signs with WWE or not, NXT is absolutely losing Adam Cole. This past weekend's uh, TakeOver 36 was supposed to be the final Adam Cole match in NXT. He has an extension with WWE that he signed uh, like about a month ago or so. Mm-hmm. That extension runs out on Friday. We ju- This was just broken by, uh, uh, I believe it was Fightful, Fightful.com through their Fightful Select. Uh, the, he, he basically on Friday is when he becomes a free agent. For a lot of people had been thinking he was going to re-sign with WWE, but now post-takeover, every it has been... Uh, a complete pendulum has swung swung the other way, and now everyone is saying it's going to be uh, he's going to be AEW bound. Uh, but it it does seem like Adam Cole is is going to very close to being the hottest free agent in pro wrestling at the moment. Uh, he's yeah. he's got a lot of lot of buzz behind him, and he had he did not have the most uh, he did not have the best showing at NXT Takeover. They really let him kind of have it if you mm. if you're looking from because like. Let's let's talk about NXT for you gonna, one second. You gonna do, do the job on your way out type type situation? Well, no, he did do the he did do the job on his way out, and that's that's mm-hmm. completely understandable. Yeah. But but he did the job in a two out of three falls match, which in NXT mm-hmm. NXT two out of three falls matches usually go like an hour. Like these mm-hmm. are the the John, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly have done it. Adam Cole and, and Johnny Gargano have done it. Gargano Champa. When they do these two out of three falls matches, the expectation is it's gonna be gonna be a long ass match. Mm-hmm. And so I was I I had just been kind of jokingly saying that look if this match goes less than forty five minutes he's done he's gone from from NXT. Lo and behold, the first fall is about three minutes in. They have a a, a decent but not exactly like really heated street fight for like fifteen minutes, and the match is over within twenty five minutes. Two out of three falls, a regular fall, a street fight, and a cage match. Twenty five minutes. Which for the workhorse brand where they're like, oh yeah, everyone gets these long ass storytelling matches, that feels like a message, especially since it didn't close the show. They closed the show with the title. Uh, and so it it really and, and NXT kind of has that that lucha thing where like if they got a grudge match, that will take precedence over the title a lot of times. Guys like Andrade, Bobby Roode, all of them mm-hmm. had their had their NXT title runs uh, in the the co-main event, so to speak, because of grudge matches. But this grudge match apparently does not warrant the hour-long NXT treatment, does not warrant the uh, main event treatment. And so I'm, I'm just looking at all of this subtext saying they, he pissed in someone's cornflakes. Um, <laughs> I've been seeing uh, uh, some of the, some of the uh, stuff from the, from the Bucks or, or <laughs> on their shit on the social yep. media. I saw a ghost one time. They put up a little emoji with a ghost. And I was like, mm-hmm. all right, that, that's something. That, that could be something that could be Adam Cole coming back from the grave. <laughs> somewhat right yep, you, you mentioned that he was wearing he was wearing uh was it green and gold green and gold and 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 aew is in milwaukee this wednesday but i tweeted that before i found out about the contract running out on friday and so i uh-huh. you know that it doesn't look like he's going to be there wednesday but mm-hmm. next wednesday who knows um <laughs> it's yeah because it, it very much feels like it feels like he's done even his wife has kind of been doing some some joking around on Twitter, ending a lot of her tweets with Bebe and stuff like that. Uh, and so, 
We'll, we'll, we'll see. It definitely feels like AEW sounds pretty confident. And the last time AEW was pretty confident was that New Japan thing where, where Tony Khan was like, hey, I am the forbidden door, Nick Khan. Uh, <laughs> so they, they, their confidence is usually well found. This isn't a company that, that you know, is going to start throwing out Easter eggs if they don't, aren't going to you know, show you the bunny. Look, we talk about this all the time. There is a lot of talent in AEW. There's yep. a lot. There's, there's, they're packed. Yo. And not everybody, there's, a, there's only a few spots there on TV and whatnot. And, and they mm-hmm. have two shows, right? One, yep. two or three hours, and the other one, one hour, right? Yep. Adam Cole is a big talent. It's a big yep. name. Yep. And that's a talent that you need to run with. Man, you could be putting a lot of people on the bench just to. That's, to, that's what. Damn. Ooh. No, you're not. You're not wrong, cause especially if because there's also talk that maybe Wyndham Rotunda, the former Bray Wyatt, is headed there. There's a Tony Nese is, is someone who has a lot of friends in, in WWE. There are a lot of talents that have been uh, Buddy Murphy, another one that have been talked about possibly heading to AEW. And you can't have CM Punk fight all of these guys. You know what I mean? Like, it, <laughs> like, I like that CM Punk showed up and was like, I'm calling out Darby Allen. But eventually, if you start signing Adam Cole and you start signing Buddy Murphy, eventually you're going to start seeing some of these guys that are on Rampage move down to Dark Elevation and some of the guys on Dark Elevation move down to Dark and all that, you know, things rolling downhill. It, I, I don't know, it, especially now that Nick Khan has basically dared AEW to take anyone that's a pro wrestler, uh, you know, because he, he's essentially said like, Hey, if you're an indie talent, we're not going to be scooping you up and putting you in the warehouse like we have been for the past four years. And so, like your Jake Atlases and your your uh, who are some other guys that they, they they brought in, like uh, your JD Drakes, they're not going to be necessarily taken away with the swiftness that they were uh, the past few years. And so, it does feel like that that Vince McMahon comment where he was like, let's see if we can throw them some more talent was him being like, it was a threat. It was, <laughs> him, it was him threatening to flood the free agent market free agency. So that way Tony Khan has to make some really hard choices. That's crazy. I mean, they did. It looks like they're changing their uh, tactics. Cause we talked about this on, on the Island that uh, what they were trying to do before was take up all the talent from the Indies, right? They yep. were trying to take hog it all up. Nobody mm-hmm. gets all the good talent. And now they're going to flush it all back out. And really, there's one company that's uh, able to really take them in. I mean, really, is AEW. They're the hottest one right now. And I don't know, man. That sounds like a plan. That sounds like an evil plan to me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Especially since, like, AEW is – how do I put this? AEW and Impact are the only two right now where I really – trust them to be able to 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 give some kind of a showcase to these guys uh because there are not all of the companies that are working through the forbidden door right now are created equal there are some companies where it's just i don't know nwa has not has been trying so hard to get that buzz going and it just does it like they have a big pay-per-view this weekend we'll we'll see if anything happens from it um (laughs) they're advertising shit (laughs) you never hear anything (laughs) a little bit a little Damn. bit, not not much, and not as much as you would think, especially with the Empower show that they have coming up. That's supposed to be the big women's only celebration of of the female talent that is outside of WWE. Mm-hmm. But like, I I don't know where the follow through with that is, unless they decide to actually like. If the NWA decides to rebrand as the women's promotion, I think they could do some great things. But right now, it's it's Tyrus and friends, um, and so <laughs> it is like they keep finding ways to. I I half expect Tyrus and Empower. Uh, they they keep finding ways to put him in there, 
but uh, it does feel like like WWE is going to flood this this free agency because that will also create this expectancy in fans, right? Because now fans are like, oh my god, I get to see all my favorites in AEW, and there isn't room for all of your favorites in AEW. Don't there isn't fall room. for Nick. There isn't room. No, no, Tony. Tony's the one that can't oh, fall oh, for I it. You, I can't tell. Con? I'm just saying con, man. <laughs> con. Don't fall for it, con. <laughs> Shit, don't con. fall for it. Save we yourself. <laughs> Close we, the we door. Have, <laughs> we have all been turned into Captain James T. Kirk uh, in Star Trek <laughs> 2. Just yell. Whether you're in WWE or whether you're in AEW, you're just yelling con at the heavens. Um, <laughs> but no, it, it is. And here's the other brilliant part of this. Because like right now, there's this really harmonious relationship between AEW, New Japan, MLW, all the all the independents, everyone's working together against WWE cuz it's us versus WWE, right? Yeah. What happens when I don't know when, about that. Hold on. Well, I'm a, I'm going to Okay. okay. I, okay. I know where you're heading with this. Say it. Say it. Yep. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna say I'm, in, I'm just I'm just going to say this. Right now, everyone has kind of formed this alliance against WWE. And if WWE stops playing along and is no longer, it's no longer us versus them, it's going to have to become us versus each other. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Like, because there is only so much harmony that these these companies can create as long as they don't have a common enemy. And so with WWE being the common enemy, you can be like, yeah, we can we you can start to give away some stuff because at the end of the day, it's it's about all of us taking down Goliath. Whereas once it once it becomes WWE isn't competing with us, then it, it's it's just going to be whoever the first guy to decide. Hey, this is my market. That and that that's going to be the start. That's going to be the 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 flame. I don't know. What do you think of? of I'm with that? you, Ross. Yeah, I am one hundred percent with you. I agree. When WWE is out of the picture, what's going to happen then? What's going to happen? You think you think you think we can create the what they used to have before the alliance? I, I, I don't know, because it's going to depend a lot on it's going to depend a lot on what these companies' plans are, because we're already seeing now that there was all this talk that Hiroshi Tanahashi was going to face John Moxley at some point. Now that has apparently been, been pushed to the back burner if it was ever going to be a thing in the first place. Um, and so you're already starting to see, especially uh, with New Japan and AEW, they're starting to consider the fact that like New Japan has a North American promotion now they're selling tickets to them it's not just they're in a studio where you know it's kind of this this safe haven now they're actually a promotion and so they're, they're gonna have to, they're, mm-hmm. and so they're gonna have to strategize like a promotion and not like this sort of this not necessarily like an ally but not like you know they were and so i wouldn't be surprised if that if that does change the way the two companies work I'm not saying it's going to be an all-out war and, oh, my God, the companies are going to go. But it's it's definitely going to pull back on that anything can happen. We can't have territories. There is no way we can have territories because there is TV and there's Internet. Yep. Everybody's got access to everything. There's there's no way. Egos. Egos is huge in this game right now. Mm -hmm. And I just don't see that 
I don't see it. I don't see it happening. I don't see territories. Yeah. I don't see us working no. out together. Right now, we're only working together because we're trying to take the big man down. And when yeah. the big man is like, you know what? Keep all your indies. Have all of them. Flushing them out. Mm-hmm. Have all of it. We're just gonna we're just gonna grab all the Hollywood. We'll grab athletes. Yep. We'll just do our own thing, which and- they can because they got the resources and they got the connection and they mm-hmm. they're just way ahead. They're a stock company. None yep. of us no, and- right now. Exactly, and this is kind of the th- like I feel like WWE is gonna have a real hard time with this new direction because I think investors are going to love it. Hollywood's going to love it. Uh, networks are going to love it. Wrestling fans aren't. And that's going to be the kind of push pull. Cause yes, WWE has been doing decent numbers, but they're still doing just about a million more than AEW. And so that means that there's, there's about a million pro wrestling fans and about 2 million people that are willing to be pro wrestling fans or sports entertainment fans when WWE is on in, in North America right now. And so I wouldn't be surprised if they start, they, they start with this big head on their shoulders. Like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to give all of them the, the wrestlers. So that way we get all of the high profile athletes and it look, and I'm saying this as what it looks like. And it appears like, Everyone in wrestling gets everyone else. You get the you get the rest people that want to be wrestlers. You get you know the people that maybe can afford to 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 train, and we'll we'll train your Olympic gold medalists and all that. But what's going to happen, and what usually happens in a situation like this, is the wrestlers put on a more entertaining show because they understand the parameters of pro wrestling. Like yes, WWE is going to be able to have huge names, but like when you look at someone like a Braun Strowman. Like a Mandy Rose, these are people who look like the platonic ideal of a WWE superstar, and they still didn't get them to that point. And so, and I think, I think pro wrestler, I think, I think people in the pro wrestling business can are better at making that kind of star than WWE is. I'm gonna go a little bit deep. I'm gonna go a little bit deep and tell me what you think of this. WWE is good at catering to the kids, and that's the root. And when you start there, and these kids, whatever shit. WWE gives them, they're going to eat it up at a young age. And they grow up with that thinking that's what wrestling is. And mm-hmm. so a generation would change. That's just me thinking that I'm just thinking like that. What do you think, Ross? No, I, th- I think you're spot on. And I think, I think it is, it's, it's a smart thing for WWE. Cause it's the kind of thing that's going to keep them around forever. But I do think that as if, if AEW continues on the track, they're on right now, if new Japan continues on the track, they're on right now. And a lot of other companies continue to maintain this, this ecosystem that we've got, this pro wrestling ecosystem. I think what it, it, it can create, there can someday be this harmonious point where WWE is creating young fans who eventually grow up to become pro wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, they start as sports entertainment, move to pro wrestling. And, and ideally, it might get to vice versa. Tony Khan has been able to get some, some stuff with, with kids. Like, I mean, Darby Allen, yes, he is. It's it's slightly the older kids, but it's you know it's high schoolers, but they are still they're still kids. They're still people that need their parents to pay for stuff from time to time, and that's that's what you need. That's the real the real hook are the people that that control the wallets in the family. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I I don't know if it's going to be as disastrous as I, even I've already even I've already said, but it just it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like it it doesn't feel like it's going to be the kind of thing that WWE can hold firm to because they're going to need wrestlers to train these celebrities. Right. They're going to need people that actually know what the hell they're doing to make sure that these people aren't going to hurt anyone. And right. so, like, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they try for two years of, of signing, you know, your Gable Stevens, your Logan Pauls and all that. And then they're like, ah, we need a Daniel Garcia. We need a, you know, we need a hand that can actually, that can actually, you know, help these guys out. 
because uh, I mean that's hell. A guys like AJ Styles were people who you never thought would they they would bring in, but then they bring them in because they they need someone who can take Roman Reigns to a twenty minute match back then. You know, I'll, like I'll, the, I'll give it to I'll give it to WWE. They're, they're constantly changing their no. approach, and when I started, it felt like the only people they wanted was these what we're addressing right now is these no. athletes. When I started ten years ago, this I I was. I didn't think I was going to be able to get into WWE because they only wanted big athletic guys. And that's where they hired. Are any of them around from that time? A little, maybe zero, maybe one, yeah. two, four, zero. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking from 10 years ago, I think a lot of those guys yeah, are AEW. Like, they're, all, they're all gone. <laughs> you know, but, but you know, it, it, yep. they, they're always adjusting. So like you say, maybe two years from now, they're going to change again. They're going to like, all right, grab all the indie guys. Let's grab everybody that we just let go. Because mm-hmm. really, that's when you get let go from WWE. Don't say never, because they they still pick up guys that that were let go. You know, a couple of years. Look at look at Lashley. Lashley was gone. You know, Lash- he came back. Well, uh, uh, hell, let's let's talk about Samoa Joe, a guy who oh. got released uh, got released earlier this year. <laughs> NXT brought him in, and now he's the NXT champion. Mm-hmm. They closed Takeover Thirty Six with the with Joe winning the NXT title for the record breaking third time, and so he has been kind of brought in as this this reminder of of NXT's glory days. But yeah, never say never because look look where he is. If you had told me one year ago that Karrion Cross would be where he is and Samoa Joe would be where he is right now, I wouldn't have believed you. Because Karrion Cross was the kind of guy who, when he was on the independent scene, and I didn't quite get it, people were like, oh, just wait until, like, a WWE gets him, and they can, like, really wrap themselves around his character, and that, that you know, oh, just imagine him with a WWE entrance. That's what people keep, kept telling me about Karrion Cross. And then the minute Karrion Cross gets to WWE, apparently they went... Everything about him we don't like. We need to. We need he, his wife. We need to make a, a. We need to take his wife away from him. We need to put a mask on him now so that he looks like Lord Humongous from the uh, from <laughs> Mad Max mixed with Kenny McCormick from South Park. I can't believe he can actually talk in that thing. Um, but like it, it just it feel it feels so weird that like Samoa Joe is a guy that WWE has never never changed. Like he's still doing the muscle buster. He's still the Samoa Joe that you saw in in Ring of Honor, and he's their he's their champion. Whereas like with Karrion Cross, they can't stop tweaking this guy. I, I, maybe they tweaked him over too much. I don't know. But he just never gave me the energy. He just never gave me the vibe. Even when he was in NXT, he just did, doesn't give me. There's not. Uh, he doesn't have this like confidence in my mm. eyes to me. Yep. There's he doesn't give me that vibe like he can he can f shit up, man. He can really f shit up. And I just even now I'm sorry I saw that little mask thing. Ah, mm-hmm. You know I, I everybody's making a big deal out of that mask. <laughs> I'm you know I, I, it kind of gave me some Star Trek vibes. You know some yep. you know a little bit here and there and I still. There's nothing that there's no vibe that I'm getting from because he never gave me the vibe from before. So this, I gotta see something else, man. He's just not. He doesn't have it for me. Well, I've and seen the, him on the Indies. I thought mm-hmm. he kind of had more energy in, in the Indies. I yep. thought he got. He I got that vibe from him in the Indies. I didn't see that since he went to WWE, even in NXT. No, no, and it's and it, I, I keep also hearing the argument. Well, he needs his wife with him. He needs Scarlett Bordeaux in that entrance, being his manager. And if I'm WWE and I have I have hired Karrion Cross and I have hired Scarlett Bordeaux and I am paying them, 
I'm not necessarily sure that I, I want to make Scarlet just the, the source of all of Karrion Cross's confidence. She's a very, she's a, she's a very beautiful woman. So you've got that going for it. She's also a really talented wrestler. I've seen her beat up Colby Covington, Colby Covington at an independent show. Like she actually can, can put some stuff together between the ropes. And so I would be surprised WWE went, there's no, there's no way we are, we are adding this albatross of Karrion Cross to Scarlet Bordeaux when we might be able to make her into her own kind of superstar. You know, if they're paying for two superstars, they want two superstars, not one that is making the other one look great, like an Aaron Sorkin character. Here's what I saw, Ross. Yeah. They took her away to see if he can float. They they need somebody who can stand on his own mm-hmm. and, and really, if they want somebody to pull, pull the company, mm-hmm. and they're going to see who can do that. And my man, if you're going to be pushed as like this killer, you got to bring it, man. You can't have a girl be like the attraction for you. Mm-hmm. You're missing something if you need a girl, you know. So the whole girl thing is like she's a side piece, but you need to be like the deal, the real mm-hmm. deal. I'm, he, ain't, he, ain't, he ain't flowing very well for me unless something changes, man. Maybe no, I'm, add an extra like horn to the mat. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what he needs. He needs more. <laughs> just just put what? more stuff on him. Just, I, I need just, I need more cowbells on him. All right, <laughs> can we get some more cowbells? I, he needs oh some my. more some more buttons and shit on him. But, I don't know, man. But by the time we're done with him, he's gonna be like Carl Havoc, and that I think you should leave. <laughs> sketch just walk around like I can't breathe in all of this stuff. The chin kills. I don't I don't want to be around anymore. Uh, like it's I I. Again, it it's it it just feels like they're overcomplicating stuff. Which, when the weekend started with such a simple moment, it kind of makes all of WWE's like twists and turns that much more glaring. Like they really they had Becky Lynch, who is a new mom, who has never been beaten as a champion. She relinquished the belt, making a triumphant return, and they decided we should boo the hell out of this person. How can we do everything to make sure the returning champion that hasn't been beaten, who just had a baby, baby. how can we make, how can we make everyone hate her? What, <laughs> what mentality is that? In what world are you trying to make life that hard for yourself? Cause like, yes, it's going to be hard for Becky, but it's also gonna be hard for the promotion itself. As a promoter, I want an easy job. I want to be able to be like, look, here's my talent. My talent has, is, is making the money for me. And in this case, there, they're just they're just trying to figure out ways to shoot themselves in the foot. Oh, mm, mm. like th- they're taking dead aim. They are they're fixing their sight on their own toe. It's not it's not an accident anymore. This is this is this is trying to get an insurance claim or something. This is like what Elvis used. <laughs> you know, there used to be stories in the in the bad days of Elvis Presley that he would like be putting drills into his foot and stuff like that so he could get pain medication. That's what it feels like WWE is doing right now. They're like, if we keep if we keep if we keep hurting ourselves, the people on Twitter will be like, hey, no, let it play out and they'll defend it for us. Meanwhile, we can exercise whatever the pain of, of flagellation is going to exercise for us. And it's, I, it's just, it, I don't know. It doesn't have to be this hard. It re- and, it, and it was even bookended with, with ideas of this. Because we started with this big, simple moment that you didn't have to overcomplicate. And then we have also ended the weekend with proof that if you take two rookies, you put them in the New Japan Dojo for four months... They can come out and have a very damn entertaining 10-minute match that's pretty much just them grappling. And so, like, there, there are clearly developmental places that work. 
There are clearly places where simplicity works, and WWE has put their earmuffs on and went, no, no, we're good. We don't simplicity, no. Easy tra- easy de- developmental that gives us wrestlers no. that know what they're doing. Ah, screw that. Yeah, we're gonna go WWE universe. We're gonna we're gonna create a multiverse. We're gonna just do our uh, own shit over here, man. I know. <laughs> it's, gonna- it's it's true. The more fantasy booking that happens because of <laughs> WWE's terrible bookings, the more possibilities are created. And so really they're just they're in the dream business. They're making you do all the dreaming. <laughs> for you but they're in the dream business uh no but let's let's talk about this because new japan debuted uh two two new rookies uh two new young lions who who wrestled a hell of a match uh i'm i'm gonna butcher these names because they're very new but kosei fujita and uh ryohai uh oiwa oiwa i'm oiwa mm-hmm. yeah uh they they had their first debut match they went to a 10 minute draw and it was it was great. Uh, Fujita's like a, he's real down and dirty grappler. He said that he wants to model himself off of guys like Suzuki and, and other, other guys like that. And then Oiwa has this, like, I don't know. He has this charisma to him. Like the crowd seemed to really, really be in like whenever he was on the receiving end, like you could feel the crowd, like, I don't know, endeared to him. And you, mm-hmm. you even, before we went on the air, you said that you, you'd met these guys a few months yeah. ago when you were, you were at the dojo. Tell me, tell me about Oiwa and Fujita. They just got, they just were brought in this year, apparently. Yeah. There and now like, there's, there were like six or seven of them that uh, when I was in Japan about three, four months ago, they hmm. all came in on their first, first day. And, uh, yeah, they they had to clean up the whole dojo all upstairs. They had to make room. They had to you know move uh, <laughs> Liger's room. Now, if you're wondering why Liger said the dojo, Liger is like the man. So he has he not only has his own place at home, but they gave him a, a room because he's like that's <laughs> like big big senpai, big big senpai, dai senpai is what they call it. Right. Okay. So uh, they had to move him to make room for these extra guys. And look. There's been guys that's been at the dojo now for probably a year and a half, two years, and they haven't debuted. And these two here mm-hmm. have already been debuted after what three, four months. Yeah, four months. That's that's saying a lot. That's that means that we're seeing something, and we need and and we need to push forward. Mm-hmm. Now these guys have a lot. Uh, you know, most guys that come into the dojo, they got background. They come in from shoot wrestling, man. When I say shoot, that's real. That's real yep. wrestling. They like coming in from freestyle, Greco, wherever it is, but they've done it in college. They've done training, mm-hmm. whatever kind of training they've done. These guys are legit, man. Yep. And you can tell, you know, they came in jacked already. They weren't trying to get jacked. They come in fit and ready to take off each other's heads. And that's what you want to see here in, in New Japan. They're not, they're looking for legit guys, they're not just looking for athletes or whatever. Mm-hmm. These are these guys who can handle themselves that wherever we send them, whether we send them over to, to England or, or, or America or Mexico, like they can legit mm-hmm. handle themselves. You know, that's cool and all with all the tumbling and all that, but these guys can F you up if they need to. So good to see them out three, four months already in the dojo that already debuting. That's that's kind of like it's been a while since I've seen somebody do that because usually you do one year. You're supposed mm-hmm. to go up to about a year before you debut. And to, to do that in, in three, four months, I, I don't think I've ever seen anybody done that, do that since I've been, been in New Japan. I mean, and I you can you can kind of see what if you if you if you watch this match, you can kind of see why. I mean, like I said, they really that 10 minutes is a fast and furious bit of wrestling, like a lot of a lot of back and forth grappling the kind of stuff that like if you're if you're a fan of like the real old school like 80s 70s new japan like they they already have that down pat uh and so i'm real excited to see where these guys are in a year mm-hmm. but it also speaks to the developmental side of new japan because like 
it's like I said, WWE has kind of kind of said that they're going to leave pro wrestling with the people that just that want to be pro wrestlers. And in a lot of cases, especially in North America, what you'll get is you'll you'll find a lot of people who have they got a dream and they are going to live that dream, whether the, the skill set matches with the dream or not, you know, and, and mm. a lot of trainers will be like, you know, they don't necessarily have the the technical wherewithal, but they got spunk. And it seems like with New Japan, they really go like, if you, I don't care how much you want this, you got to be able to get in there and you got to be able, if you're, if, whether it's four months, like these guys were able to, to do, or a year and a half, like uh, mm. some of the other uh, still to debut dojo talent have done, they want to make sure that when you go in there, you're not going to, uh, you're not going to embarrass them, which yeah. again, seems like such a simple ethos. <laughs> it seems like <laughs> such a... Does it doesn't even seem like the kind of thing you need to read a book to be you know you don't need a business degree to be like hey no. what if what if all of our wrestlers you know were good <laughs> what if all of our wrestlers <laughs> met a certain serviceable standard that's not that's that's just common sense uh, and I think that's that's what it that's what kind of wrestling fans have been brought back to this week is the idea of common sense wrestling the idea that this can this can be simple that that what you want is good because like that's. That's the big kind of, I think, response to the CM Punk return. We have been told by WWE for so long, look, if you like something, that's your problem. And if you are expecting joy, that's your problem. We are here to raise your hopes as high as possible and then crush them back down so we can raise them back up again, yada. And, and, and there is, a, there is a, a philosophy to that. But what that has also done is it, it's led to a company where their entire ethos now is, hey, destroy every bit of joy that these people have. Make sure that they want our idea of what is a fun time. So that way, that way we don't have to deal with all of that problem of other people's expectations. And now you got, now you got Tony Khan basically saying, look, you guys wanted CM Punk. That sounds like a good idea. So we gave you CM Punk and the ratings have shown that was a good idea. The ticket sales have shown that was a good idea. We're now at the point where all out, you can't get a ticket for under like $300. Like it is one of the highest cost uh, secondary markets in wrestling history. And so there is, there is clearly something to be said for giving the fans what they want, giving, you know, rewarding hope, rewarding dreams. Uh, And so I hope I hope WWE wakes up to this. I respect the hell, at, and I I think Nick Khan will because there is there is one bit in that interview that I keep bringing up where Nick Khan says he wishes that Raw was four hours because they would get more money for it. He wishes SmackDown was eight hours, but he also <laughs> understands that that's not realistic. And so if he's the kind of guy who says like, "Hey, you know what? Let's these shows need to be as profitable as possible." At some point, it's entirely possible. The profitable as possible will mean, hey, maybe maybe don't mind fuck your fans for a little bit. Maybe maybe the the trauma response needs to be washed off a little bit so they can actually you know expect to to like some stuff. I, it it just feels like this weekend really highlighted the abusive relationship WWE has with their fans, and I think that I think a lot of I think you see a lot of people are 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 ready to call them on it now. Yeah, you know what I. We, we sit here, and I, especially me, I talk a lot of shit on them, but fuck, they've been, they've been killing it for how long? Mm-hmm. How long have I been in doing this? And so I, I, I may not understand, especially right now, with all the moves mm-hmm. they're making, we can't understand the damn thing they're doing. I, no. I'm waiting to see what it all means, Yep, you know, because I can't, uh, I love talking about it. I love going in because I'm like, I don't understand what the fuck they're doing. NXT, what the hell happened? I... We, you know, and the only 
person right now that seems like they're doing it right besides New Japan <clears throat> is AEW. Mm-hmm. AEW is, is you're right, man. They're they're giving is simplicity is giving the fans what they want, and and it's and it's great. It's a great product right now. They're on mm-hmm. fire. I. <laughs> You see WWE fire some guys like you would your mouth just drops. You're like, what yep. what the you know, letting go guys, making moves. There, uh this Nick Khan guy, I how long has he been president, man? Not long. It's 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 been I wanna say like under a year. Like we're we're oh. about to hit the, the full year. Like he it's, was he was a very recent bring in. It's it's like it's like uh <laughs> There was like, you know what? He's got a different idea. Let's turn mm-hmm. left. Let's see what happens. Let's see something different he's doing, and we'll, we'll go with that. I want to see. I want to see. Let's see what happens, man. I'm I'm with you. We gotta we gotta kind of we at, at least on the business standpoint, we have to let it play out. I mean, I I this like, next six months. I want to see. I want to see what's happening. It's gonna be very interesting because AEW, like you said, they are on the run. They are on a, on a roll. But it's like we just said that the free agency is about to be flooded. And so we're about to find out just how shrewd a businessman Tony Khan really is. Like he's mm. like right now he has kind of had to kind of pick and choose, you know, from from whatever he can get. And now he's going to he's going to have the whole free agency. And it sounds like all of independent wrestling to choose from unless someone in independent wrestling makes themselves enough of a brand that WWE takes notice. He's going he's gonna to pretty much get to be the guy. And that's either going to be the kind of thing that he wields correctly or absolute power will corrupt absolutely so i don't know we will we'll see like how this how this goes for aew a lot of people Uh, talking like this is a this is like wcw all over again do you think that i it's hard to call it wcw all over again just because they don't they don't have a lot of the issues that WCW did. Like when Bischoff well, reminiscent was reminiscent of them. Yeah. Reminiscent, yeah. absolutely. 100% reminiscent of WCW. But like they don't, like a good example of this is WCW, whenever they did a pay-per-view, WCW didn't get the pay-per-view revenue. WCW didn't get the merch sales. Like that all went to Turner Home Entertainment and the the, the company itself. And so I don't I don't think AEW is necessarily in a position where, where Turner has hamstrung them the way that WCW, they did with mm-hmm. WCW. But it, it does feel like, if AEW focuses on telling the coherent stories that they have been telling, because their storytelling, I think, is much better than WCW in the 90s, mm-hmm. um, they will be fine. Because I've been going through the Monday Night Wars just like episode by episode. So I'll watch Raw from that week, then I'll watch Nitro, and I've just been going through. And it's it literally, if you watch 1996, the WWE product is garbage. I mean, it's really just you've got all kinds of stuff going on, and none of it is entertaining but it's a more coherent show every week than Nitro because Nitro is just chaos. And I don't, oh, what's, what's Hulk Hogan doing? What's the, what are the, the four horsemen doing? Like, it's, it's just all of this nonsense every week. I'm sorry for the, the massive thunderstorms going on outside. We'll be, we'll be wrapping up shortly. But uh, it, definitely, it definitely feels like AE, AEW is trying to tell a more coherent story. They're trying to focus more on the television show they're producing than taking out WWE. Because that's that was WCW's big problem is that they didn't care about WCW. They just cared about hurting Vince. They were like, it doesn't matter if people like the show as long as we're giving away their rating, giving away their results, and taking their talent. Whereas AEW is like, what what matters right now is our fans liking us. What matters right now is our fans wanting to come back. Like hell, every show they give away turnbuckles, they give away Cody Rhodes, will give away his boots. CM Punk gives everyone free ice cream. Like they want you to keep coming back. <laughs> 
And Tony Khan, like, usually come, especially on the big shows, Tony Khan will come out there and be like, hey, guys, we got a really big show. We're about to go on the air. Thank you all for being a part of this. Like, it feels like the, the crowd is a part of it. Whereas with WWE, they're like, welcome to the show. You're here. Thank you for being in the arena that you're in this week. Like, they have a pre-recorded voice. It, you're a customer. Whereas with, with AEW, you're part of the show. And I, I don't know if that's necessarily WCW as much as it is ECW. Like, they feel like if, if ECW had been given a legitimate chance and, and if, you know, Paul Heyman wasn't Paul Heyman, because um, that, that was also a whole thing. But I, what do you, th- do you, do you kind of get the, what vibes are you getting from this, this Monday Night War uh, 2.0? Yeah, so, sometimes I, I get that vibe, that WCW vibe, but like you said, this, it was a little chaotic back then. Mm-hmm. I was, I was in the midst of it because my pops was in it. So, yeah. you know, so I, I think now, um, different kind of guys running this man different kind of era with 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 the bucks with cody with like um with tony Khan. like you said tony Khan, that money goes straight to him he's he's in control deep pockets my man's got here you know Mm -hmm. he doesn't have to answer to nobody and um it just like with wwe this whole us versus them Mm -hmm. situation how long will that go how long you know because once once WWE is out of the picture, where do we go from there? What yep. can we can we work together? What what do we see? What America That's- is only so big, and I, I don't see I don't see the the territories being a, a thing. No, it's just not. It's not. I, I can see the ter- I can see there being. I can see there being territories for like live shows. You know what I mean? Like, because every, every company will eventually settle into their own touring schedule. But I I think you're right about the fact that we've got TV, we've got the internet, like everything, nothing has ever been this accessible. Like back in the nineties, if you wanted to watch new Japan, you had to wait for someone to send you a VHS or Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe you, maybe you had a really expensive satellite package, but even then, you're waiting on those shows, whereas now it's like I was able to watch AEW on Friday. On Saturday, I watched SummerSlam. On Sunday, I watched NXT. On Monday, I watched the New Japan show. Like you can just watch anything, and GCW also. Like anyone can, anyone can see everything. We talked right. So we talked about this either you know, I think it was earlier this year or uh, last year when we see other talents in other promotions doing and and at first we were talking about it you said you know what it's cool to see everybody making money you know especially mm-hmm. with the pandemic you want to see guys make money yeah but with different storylines people want in one group one 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 company going to another company another different group does it become confusing is yes. there what what see, see that's what i'm trying to figure out here yep. you know yeah we're sharing talents left and right but then like there's too much going on. How, how can you keep track, especially with the internet right now? Everybody's got their mm-hmm. own streaming service. How, who, what is doing what, where, who's what? He, you know, it gets a little static, a little confusing. That's just oh, me. I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm completely with you. I feel like uh, it, as soon as, as soon as New Japan Strong starts touring more and that, mm-hmm. like, I think, I think once they're a touring brand, that's going to make people commit to them in a different way than they were when it was a, a taped show. So when it was a tape show, it's like if, if your taping schedule works out, yeah, come on in. We'll we'll work with you and we'll we'll see what's going on. But now you have to actually you have to make the shows, you have to be in the town, and that's a different mindset. That's a different kind of job than than showing up for a taped show. And I think that's gonna that's gonna help settle some of the static. Because right now you got guys like 
like Violence Unlimited, Brody King and Dickinson and all those guys have a big thing going on with LFI in, mm-hmm. in Ring of Honor right now, but because they take so much stuff for New Japan Strong, there also is stuff going on in New Japan, and I, I have to feel like once everything starts to catch up, it will start to, you know, it'll start to even out. It will start to, at the very least, get a little less staticky and a little easier to follow. Um, we'll see. It's definitely exciting. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I, I I hate I hate that there was so much doom and gloom because like CM Punk's back like that's a big that's a big anything can happen moment but there is mm-hmm. there are just so many asterisks that we have to add to this weekend and I'm I'm yeah. glad every glad everyone on Twitch was was there to join us for all the asterisks and all of the <laughs> all of the ranting and and everyone that that joined us on the, on this podcast uh tama where can everyone find you on your social media guys you can find me on twitter tama underscore tonga you can find me on instagram uh the good bad guy tama tonga uh one little side note before uh let ross here plug in uh next week when i have a guest come in he is the creator of my of the god entrance music um firing squad his name mm-hmm. is no name tim also known as tim williams will be joining us next week as a guest uh join us again next week at 6 30 p.m eastern ross I'm where a- can they find you i'm at ross w berman iv on twitter ross berman iv uh on instagram you can find all my music at rossberman.bandcamp which is why i'm, I'm real excited for next week's uh, episode i really i want to get i want to get into the brain of someone that makes wrestling entrance themes because that it, yes. it does it feels like such a different if such a, a specific type of of music um that oh, sure. i'm re- next week's gonna be a blast thank you all for joining us this week thanks uh, we guys will- yeah ross thank you very much that was great i I love that you brought that energy in man really feeling that you guys check out his twitter it's very entertaining it keeps you on on the loop man you can it's very very entertaining trust me uh join us uh you can help support us at patreon.com backslash thomas island join us on uh we got happy hours on patreon every saturday sometimes friday we have watch alongs thomas island guys Thank you very much. I'll see you guys again next week. Enjoy your week. Stay safe. Wear your mask. Get your shots. All right. Stop all that nonsense. Let's get this world back on on track. Ross, thank you very much. You guys, enjoy your week. Peace. Thank you for listening to this week's Thomas Island. Find more great Thomas Island content like the Shotgun Series, weekly happy hour Zoom calls with Tama, video versions of the podcast, and much, much more at patreon.com forward slash Thomas Island and visit at Thomas Island on Instagram and Twitter.